Hey, I'm Arjun, and welcome to Snacks for the Socially Distanced, the podcast where we review your favorite grocery store and takeout snacks, and some weird ones too. All right, so so this episode is going to follow a slightly different format from our usual episodes. Uh-huh. Due to technical difficulties that we ran into, so we just we just recorded a full episode that we were really content with for a snack that we really love to share with all you guys. And for some reason, our podcasting software failed to save the recording. <sighs> so we're just going to be we're not going to pretend like we're eating it for the first time again right now, but we're just going to discuss our thoughts on it. So this might be a little bit of a, a briefer episode. Uh, but we think that, you know, this has happened a few times in the past, but this was really good. It, it, it merits. Um, I think, yeah, discussion. I think it merits inclusion on the show because, you know, we want the world to know about this product because it's fantastic. Yeah. So the product, which um, I think uh, is a little bit uncommon for finding in the U.S., I guess, is kunefe, um, which is a Middle Eastern dessert, um, I think. I've seen it in some Turkish restaurants. I think Vishen mentioned. I think it's all like a Lebanese, Lebanese restaurant or something like that. But it's generally Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern. This is a Trader Joe's product. Yes. Um, so there's a Trader Joe's kunefe available in the frozen aisle in Trader Joe's. Yep. And one thing that we've talked about a little bit before is how our perceptions of Trader Joe's initially were often that Trader Joe's has a really high stock in people's minds, especially with their own like uh, internal brands. And I think that a lot of their foods are pretty good. But... We found that, you know, maybe not as consistent as we initially thought. Yeah, over the course of this podcast, we've definitely had a fair number of Trader Joe's misses. Yeah, or at least, like, mess. Yeah, you know? Mess. Um, and this is something that we were curious about because kunefe is, like, a fairly difficult thing to master. Um, it's not a very common dessert. You know, like, if you think about Middle Eastern d- desserts, baklava is definitely much more Far common. Away. There's other desserts also, even, that are more common, I would say. Um, kunefe is, like, quite... Turkish delight, you Yeah, yeah. Although I guess you don't really get that at restaurants as much. You don't. What are but, the other common Middle Eastern desserts? I had like Namura before. Oh yeah, I had Namura. I don't know. I think they're roughly the same level. Maybe the same. Yeah, yeah. I really like Namura. Though. I do too. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see if we see that frozen somewhere. We'll buy it as well. Yeah. So another thing that we saw with this that we thought was worth noting was that it follows uh, a streak that we brought up a couple times in this show, which is about how it takes several steps to make. Yes, which we see as a good sign. Yeah, it's like, so in this particular case, you, you want to describe what happened? Yeah, so the, the preparation process, so it's a frozen item. You take it out of the freezer. You put it in the oven for about 20 to 22 minutes. Um, and basically, visually, it looks kind of like a bird's nest made out of like little crispy phyllo-based things or something. Yep. Um, and inside that, you know, roughly circular, like flat circular bird's nest shape, it's filled with like a cheese filling. So once you bake that, you get the outsides nice and crispy. Um, you kind of drench it in this like fairly large packet of simple syrup that also came in the box. You let the simple syrup seep in for about a minute. Then you turn it over onto a plate and top with crushed pistachios. Uh, and I think that a lot of the times in general, when you have this sort of multi-stage process for the preparation of a frozen or like boxed good, uh, it's it's for the sake of texture, I think. Yeah. is usually why that happens. Yeah, I it's because you don't want things to get soggy before they need to get soggy. You don't want things to get like, you know, 
diluted or anything in any way. You want to have like you want to have like flavor contrasts within the plate rather than having the homogeneity that just comes with like baking everything together. Right. Um, and I think that that was super well used in this particular example yeah. because I think one of the the key hallmarks of kanefe is like having that that nice crunch when you like crack into it with your with your fork uh, for all that all these uh, all these little crispies that are encasing it. Yeah, gotta have the good crunch. Yeah. Um, and while still having that nice sugar syrupy like kind of juiciness to it. Yep. And yeah, they nailed it. Yeah, they did. And yeah, definitely taking those extra steps really made a big difference. Yeah. Um, so we ended up eating it, and we were quite impressed. Um, yeah. I think kind of like our first set of thoughts was that it's very tasty, very flavorful, and uh, that we both, you know, obviously we finished it, and we both agreed that we would buy it again. Um, one thing I think that we also noticed was that it's kind of – it's a little bit less complex than some of the other kunefes that we may have had before. Like It seems a little, like, Americanized almost. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, if you imagine Trader Joe's taking uh, – a, a non-American dessert and making their version of it. Like, think about that. You know, think about the fact that it's not going to have some of the other spices or uh, other flavors that are more common in other flavor palettes. Yeah. Um, I think normally, yeah, you can get a little bit more of that, like, you know, like rose and maybe some saffron and all those sort of flavors yeah. in a lot of kanefes. Yeah. Um, this one didn't really have those notes. It was pretty straightforward with just the pistachio, the sugar, and like this cheese blend. Yep. Which actually is something that we talked about quite a bit as well in terms of, you know, there's there's a number of desserts that, especially when translated from other languages to English, you can talk about them as containing cheese. Just because the term cheese is such an umbrella for like all kinds of, you know, kind of coagulated or curdled dairy uh, products. Yeah. Um, but... But this is like genuinely cheese. Like this is something where you eat it and like you can identify it immediately as cheese. And that's often yeah. not the case. A lot yeah. of like dairy, like even like cheesecake, for example, which is like obviously, you know, very important in American culture. You eat that and you don't think, oh, cheese. No. You like don't. that is not the association <laughs> you have. Or like cannolis, for example, often have like mascarpone cheese in them. Yeah. Like you don't think cheese for those I things. I mean, I think like a way you know, even taking that further is that when you eat those things, if you're not somebody who has made them or like uh, – maybe you know done the research to figure out how it's made mm-hmm. you can't actually necessarily tell okay where like how would you do this like how do you turn the cheese that i eat in, in like a bag or a block and how do i turn that into a cheesecake that doesn't necessarily like yes come off as easily no. whereas in this case it absolutely it's very does. clearly cheese yeah you know, like you're eating this and you're like oh this cheese pulls and yeah it's stringy it's salty it's got that like slight rubberiness that like you know typical Mother. cheeses have yeah it's like the same way that like you know you wouldn't like a mozzarella stick or something and I think, yeah, the key is that it's not like um, one of the super soft cheeses. Because a lot of otherwise desserts use like, you know, ricotta, mascarpone, or like um, many of the like, you know, international variants that are similar, like farmer's cheese, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are all like, you know, they're very soft. They are, of course, within the umbrella of cheeses. But they're still like often not super in keeping with people's mental model of cheese. Well, this is very much like, you know, maybe a semi-soft cheese, like a mozzarella or something like that. So so what we ended up looking is that on the back here, it talks about the fact that this kunefe in particular is made with mozzarella and mizitra cheeses. Um, and we were wondering whether, I guess, like how common that is. It does seem like mizitra is a little bit similar to a, um, a ricotta. It is a Greek cheese in particular. Oh, interesting. 
Um, but it seems like Conefe is made with a few different types of cheeses, typically with a slightly softer white cheese. Sometimes there's one called Nabulsi, which is a Palestinian cheese. Whatever the cheese is, it very clearly melts and forms strings. Yeah. Which Just are like rare a, in desserts. Right. <laughs> and they also have that saltiness, which is, I think, often not found. Also rare, yeah. Like this cheese has a distinct salty flavor, which I think is what makes it such an interesting dessert, is that it is very well balanced. Yes. Um, so like even if you're not a fan of overly sweet desserts, you know, you get you get a little bit of saltiness here. You get a nice crunch. You get kind of like that, even that savoriness from the dough. Uh, you get the little like nuttiness from the pistachios. And of course, you get a, a decent amount of sugar from the sugar simple syrup. Yep. Um, it's very well balanced. Yep. Like if you find baklava too sweet, for example, which a lot of people do. I've known, I personally don't, but I've known a lot of people that do. I think that this might be more up your alley in terms of Middle Eastern desserts. Yeah, and another thing is that it's not an easy dessert to make by hand, I think. so. As far as I know, yeah. yeah the, the fact that Trader Joe's has it available like this means that it's you know worth, worth checking out. So we both definitely recommended it. Uh, we actually both said that we would buy it again, which is um, something we didn't expect, I think, when we were looking at this and trying it out. Uh, and I think the, the scale that we rated it on was that of Trader Joe's frozen desserts. Uh, we thought Kunefe might be kind of a too niche of a scale yes. to check it on. So, so we'd, we'd give it an eight. Yeah. Or a seven to eight, I think is what we, we agreed upon. On the Trader Joe's desserts. So Pretty yeah, good. strongly recommend this. And uh, definitely think that, you know, if you're at all interested in trying a unique dessert, um, you should go for it. Or if you, for example, have, you know, past experiences having Kunefe, it's still, you know, a very serviceable version of that at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe.